Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Liberty Update with Jake and Bree. Thanks so much for tuning in. We've got a packed show today and you won't want to miss a single story. First, after doing the same to shower heads and then gas stoves, government bureaucrats are now coming after your lawn equipment. Next, we'll introduce Tucker Carlson's new show, Listen to the White House Lecture Us on Responsible Spending after recently trying to crack down on fiscally prudent Americans. And finally, we'll take a look at concerning violations of religious liberty in Oklahoma. All of that right here. This is your Need to Know News. Let's jump right in. Government officials are now coming after your lawn equipment, of all things. Government bureaucrats have done as much as possible to push electric vehicles, and that agenda has slightly plateaued, which means it's time to pivot to what's known as small off-road engines, which includes lawnmowers and other outdoor items like leaf blowers. Officials say regulations are needed in order to reduce carbon emissions and noise pollution. And many cities have actually already implemented bans on gas-powered machinery. Some of these places include Burlington, Vermont, Vancouver, British Columbia, and California and Washington, DC. In California, there's a statewide ban that's going to phase in starting next year and it prohibits the sale of new small gas engines. So it doesn't prevent citizens from using or reselling gas-powered equipment, but it just makes it inconvenient to purchase a regular lawnmower. In DC, on the other hand, for both noise and environmental purposes, gas-powered leaf blowers are banned, but that only includes on DC property. A lot of the property in DC is federally owned which means the ban doesn't apply on a significant amount of the land in the nation's capital. That ban went into effect on DC property in 2022. Other cities are also considering implementing restrictions on gas-powered equipment, including Denver, Dallas, and Minnesota. As this latest agenda spreads across progressive cities, it's worth noting that the Department of Energy has a ban on incandescent light bulbs that goes into effect nationwide in July. And the gas stove agenda, of course, we can't forget that, is still underway with Stacey Abrams at the top of that initiative. So it probably won't be long before the Biden administration joins in on this pursuit to ban gas-powered outdoor equipment. So until the people join together, it's clear the government is just going to keep coming after our day-to-day items until we no longer have any personal freedom left. And while there's a lot to be discouraged about in the news today, we do have some good news. Much to the excitement of his many fans, Tucker Carlson announced Tuesday afternoon that a new version of the show he's been doing for the past six and a half years will soon be hosted on Twitter. He called the Elon Musk-owned social media company the last big free speech platform remaining in the world. As Convention of States previously reported, rumors had surfaced that Tucker and Musk were having conversations about working together. The Tesla founder shared Tucker's announcement, but clarified that we have not signed a deal of any kind whatsoever. Many think that this is a technical workaround Fox's still standing contract with Tucker. On this platform, Elon Musk said, unlike the one-way street of broadcast, people are able to interact, critique, and refute whatever is said. 
I hope that many others, particularly from the left, also choose to be content creators on this platform. In his announcement video, the former Fox News host promised that he, unlike the rest of the mainstream media, would continue to tell the truth about politics to his audience. You can watch that video on the Convention of States blog now. As of Wednesday morning, Tucker's announcement video already had garnered over 92 million views on Twitter. As had been previously reported, the former Fox News host's contract allegedly prevented him from working for anyone other than Fox until 2025, after next year's presidential election. Those close to the media star revealed that he was planning on fighting the news channel for his freedom. Shortly before Tucker announced his new show on Twitter, his lawyer sent a letter to Fox News accusing the company of fraud and breach of contract. According to Axios, the letter positions Carlson to argue that the non-complete provision in his contract is no longer valid, freeing him to launch his own competing show or media enterprise. Legal action is expected to follow. While it is no secret that many in the political establishment hate Tucker Carlson and the people he represents, he is one of the few names trusted in national media by the American people. They are thrilled to see him back in the fight for freedom of speech and thought, now on Elon Musk's Twitter. Well, this week has been all about raising the debt limit in order to pay bills next month when our federal government technically runs out of funds. Although we are now about 32 trillion in debt, which means our government ran out of funds a long time ago. Yet the Democrats want to continue to raise the debt ceiling with no financial restrictions in place, while Republicans are arguing that we need some financial responsibility and we need some spending cuts. Well, this week, the White House wanted to lay it out in simple terms for the average American, which ended up being such an ironic explanation because Americans are much more cognizant of how to pay bills than the bureaucrats in our federal government. But nevertheless, the White House considers itself exemplary in giving lectures on financial responsibility. Take a listen to what Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said. If you buy a car, you are expected to pay the monthly payments. If you buy a home, you are expected to pay the mortgage every month. That is the expectation. That is the spending that you put forth or spending that you may have done before, and now you're paying it every month. This is spending that they've already done. It was only a couple months ago that the White House was still arguing for student loan forgiveness, which is completely against what she just said, arguing for paying monthly payments if you sign on to a loan of some sort. So in the eyes of White House staffers, the public is just inept and really just needs help from government. But Americans know how to pay bills. It's the government that doesn't. It's politicians that want to keep spending. So Americans don't need a lecture on how to pay monthly payments. It's the government that is in this predicament. It's going to take inconvenient budget restrictions on Congress in order to save our nation. But that is financial responsibility. And for our final headline this week, we're going to look at a concerning case of government crackdown on religious liberty at a Catholic hospital in Oklahoma. The federal government is threatening this religious hospital for the use of lighted candles, threatening a correction process if the hospital does not remove the sanctuary candle from its chapel. 
According to the Department of Health and Human Services, the hospital's lighted candles, which have been in use since 1960, are in violation of a fire safety code. After an inspection in February, St. Francis Health System is now faced with severe penalties if it does not blow out the candle, which staff contends represents the hospital's, quote, faith in the living God. The flame, far removed from medical equipment and patients, is shielded by two glass holders, sits on a brass basin, is affixed to a wall and has a brass top covering it, with many sprinkler heads above it, explained Beckett Law, a religious liberty nonprofit. For Catholics, the living flame is a sign of the living presence of Jesus. The federal government now threatens to tell all patients who rely on Medicare, Medicaid, and CHIP that they can no longer receive care at St. Francis all over a candle. The report later added that the candle has been approved repeatedly by the government and the local fire marshal. More context to the story, as reported on the Convention of States blog, proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is an absurd case of gross federal overreach. Unfortunately, violations of religious liberty have become all too common in our nanny states. America's bureaucracy is out of control, and it will not stop here. To put the federal government back into its constitutionally defined box and stand up for First Amendment rights nationwide, Convention of States is hard at work to call the first ever Article 5 Convention. Through this process, as laid out in the Constitution, the American people can impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit its power and jurisdiction, and impose term limits on federal officials. To join us in this endeavor, make sure to go to conventionofstates.com today and get involved. Well, whether it is government regulation or government spending, we know power is better managed at the local level and the state level, which is why Convention of States is working hard to rein in the power of our federal government. Go to conventionofstates.com news to read more on these stories. Thanks so much for tuning in.